Hello, family. Welcome to the James Taylor podcast. I am your host, James Taylor. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate all of my Advent listeners. I love y'all. Thank you for rolling with me in this second season. If this is your first time listening, I appreciate you for tuning in. I hope that this conversation is a blessing to you, that it helps you gain greater perspective. I want to encourage you to go back uh, to the first episode of this second season, which is entitled Complicit Silence. And you can even go back to all the episodes of season one as well. Please help me spread this word. If you would uh, share, like, even post a comment so that I can know that we're going in the right direction. Or if I need to course correct along the way, I appreciate all your comments. They are warmly welcomed. So. I am honored to talk to you today. Heavy, but I'm honored. I'm honored, but I'm heavy. Uh, My wife, Karen Taylor, shout out to my beloved wife. She she spoke an amazing word on this past Sunday, which was Mother's Day. And all throughout the month of May at Heavenly Vision, we are talking about uh, spiritual disciplines. And for her message on Sunday, she decided to preach and teach on the spiritual discipline of justice. And my wife said that we have to be determined to practice justice, not just to seek justice, but to practice justice, to be just people in ourselves. And to that end, I want to engage in this conversation with you. Uh, The title of today's podcast, you've probably seen it when you clicked on this podcast, is Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor. Uh, She is not a relative of mine, but she could be. Uh, I did not know her in her life, but sadly, I have gotten to know her in her death. Brianna Taylor, for for those of you who may not be aware or may not have known, she was an EMT worker in Louisville, Kentucky, who was killed in her home uh, in the early morning hours of March 13th. And this wasn't a uh, black on black crime scenario. This wasn't a uh, criminal home invasion, but she was killed by narcotics investigators who had a no knock warrant and they broke into her home, busted into her home and killed her. Now, there's more nuance that I'm going to give to you through the balance of this podcast, but I just want that to rest there for a minute. A EMT worker who has no priors, who is not uh, a criminal, has not been charged, is not a suspect in any narcotics investigation. Her home is raided by narcotics investigators. And subsequent to that raid, she is killed, shot nine times. Now, you may think that, you know, it's it's May now, so you may think this happened earlier this month. No, the reality is it happened two months ago. 
And I want to take a moment as we go into the nuance of this story. I want to take a moment and shout out uh, Sean King. He is uh, a writer. He is a civil rights activist and he's a co-founder of the Real Justice Pack. And so you can follow him. Uh, Sean King his, his real first name is Jeffrey, but uh, he just goes by Sean King. And you can, uh, you know, search him out on all social media platforms. I want to appreciate my brother for being the whistleblower, for being the one to bring this this case to light because a lot of times many of these cases and just like last week with with our brother uh the story that came out about our brother Ahmad Aubrey and this week this story that is coming out about Brianna Taylor many times these stories go unheard because nobody blows the whistle I'm not going to get into last week's topic about complicit silence, but I appreciate this brother for not engaging in such, but for actually being a voice for justice. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, this young 26 year old EMT worker, this 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 one who is an essential worker who was risking her life daily uh, for the benefit of her fellow uh, uh Louisville citizens uh, is is killed by three policemen uh, in the early hours of March 13th as a supposed narcotics raid goes awry. So here's here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Um, the narcotic investigators for the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department are doing investigations in this uh, urban area and they have uh, good reason to believe that uh, the home of Brianna Taylor is a home where drugs are being swapped or uh, money's being swapped, uh, transported through. Uh, now, they have no reason to believe and there are no uh, police reports that verify that that Brianna Taylor was involved in any nefarious activity of the trafficking of any narcotics or the laundering of any money. However, uh, it was noted that an acquaintance, at least an, an acquaintance of hers by the name of Jamarcus Glover was a drug trafficker. Now, he is a suspect. He is a person of question. He is he is one of the people that they were uh, that they were looking for. And he happened to be a an acquaintance of uh, or is said to have been or is alleged to have been an acquaintance of Brianna. Uh, a friend, an acquaintance, uh, uh, a, a relative of some sort, even someone that she engaged with. Now, on the night of, of or the morning, rather, of March 13th, this gentleman that we just mentioned, Jamarcus Glover, was detained. He was detained. And while he was detained, there was another group that went to the house to try to get the evidence in order to uh, fulfill his detainment or to have enough evidence to keep him detained. And when they got there, they had in, in what's in hand what's called a no knock warrant. Now, as I was doing my research, I, I, I came to understanding and, and I actually understand. I actually get it. I, I don't have any qualms with the reality of this is that the the no knock warrant is given in a lot of 
uh, narcotics cases because the idea is that if if the drug dealers know that they're coming, they're going to hide the drugs, they're going to dispose of the evidence, so forth and so on. I get that. I understand that idea. But in this case in particular, it is understood that the the homeowner or, or the person who is on the lease is not a drug trafficker themselves. This is simply a place where those who were drug tra- uh, traffickers rather uh, frequented. And so. They feel like we think something is there. There's some evidence that will help strengthen our case against the individual that is not a resident or a homeowner of uh, of that place. And so they break in uh Guns blazing. And. As any one of us would, I don't I don't know about you, but if somebody broke into my house or busted my doors in without announcing, without ringing a doorbell, you know, without without being very clear with uh, the purpose of them being there, uh, there would be some problems. They, They would be met with some type of force. Just facts. And so what happens is uh, uh, Brianna Taylor is in bed with her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker finds his firearm and 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 it is it is lawful to have firearms in Louisville, Kentucky. He he grabs his firearm and he engages these individuals who are not in in in. Uh, clear police clothes, but who are in street clothes. So if they do not announce themselves, which they said they did, but but there are neighbors and there are uh, there are witnesses that say that these individuals did not announce themselves as any type of law authority. Kenneth Walker shoots one of the individuals and we're going to call their names in a moment, shoots one of the individuals in the leg. And. Another one of the individuals who who was in this posse (laughs) in this in this group of sorts. Fires back with a melee of shells, the police reports that there were over 20 rounds released, nine of them, which hit Breonna Taylor uh, and fatally wounding her, wounding, excuse me, her. And in that. In that, Kenneth Walker uh, is arrested and uh, is charged with attempted murder of a police officer. Now, the officers that were a part of this fatal shooting, Sergeant. Jonathan Mattingly, Officer Brent Hankison, and Miles Cosgrove. These individuals doing their job, I'm sure, doing their job. They're they're trying to take drugs off the streets. And the suspect is 10 miles away. But where they're going is where they believe the evidence is housed. So they weren't going in looking for a suspect. They were going in looking for evidence. 
And so in that regard, I believe that there should have been a greater level of caution and discretion used by these law enforcement agents. Now, I'm not a law enforcement agent. I don't know all the nuances. I do recognize that this is a very dangerous job. And and I, like like any other law abiding citizen, I do not want people selling drugs in my neighborhood. I do not want people doing drugs in my neighborhood. Uh, I, and so I get it. And I, I'm not on the wrong side of the law here. But I do believe in justice. I do believe in wisdom. I do believe in discretion. And it is my understanding as I read the findings of this case that these individuals did not use discretion. They did not use wisdom. And there was an excessive use of force. Now, if we want to give more nuance to it, we can look up all three of these individuals. And 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 while Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly may have a pretty clean record, if we look at Harkinson and we look at Crossgrove, they both have charges on their record of uses of excessive force. And and if, if from what I have learned from uh, from the the way that officers carry out things, uh, if this was a raid, most likely the sergeant would have went in first. And so if the sergeant broke into the door first and they wake these people up early in the morning, uh, discombobulated or, or whatever may have been going on, they grab a firearm and. The sergeant, just just so we be clear, the sergeant wasn't even shot fatally. He was shot in the leg. And in response to the to the shot in the leg, the other two officers. Instead of help me for a minute, instead of returning fire on the individual that shot them or that shot the officer or the sergeant, rather, they returned fire in a melee all over the apartment. And never once hit the individual that rendered the, sh the, the initial shot. That's a that's a whole nother issue. How are you on the police force and you can't shoot a person in, 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 in close proximity? We know that there are issues in this regard. Not just because it's, it hasn't seen the light of day until two months later, but we know that there is also issues because when we begin to look at the issue of uh, Kenneth Walker, who, who was initially charged with attempted murder of an officer, was miraculously released days later to home arrest. Awaiting an official trial. Now, what police department, you know, in the United States of America will release somebody that they believe attempted to kill one of their officers? OK. OK. Yeah. I, 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 I want you to know I'm not just coming off as the angry black man. I want you to know that I'm not just coming off as as just another brother trying to add his two cents to the conversation. I'm talking to you as a faith leader. I'm talking to you as a father. I'm talking to you as a husband. I'm talking to you as a brother. 
We have to continue to speak up and we have to continue to think about the decisions that we make. I got to talk about both sides of the coin. I can't I can't leave you without dealing with both sides of the coin. This was wrong. No doubt about it. All of these officers need to see their day in court. They need to answer for this. Wrongful death. At the very least, I, I, I'm not going to put it on them that they had malicious intent to kill uh, uh, Brianna. I, I, I'm not going to say that they that they woke up that morning saying we're going to kill us a black girl tonight. I, I don't think that is the case. I do believe there was malpractice, malfeasance. I do believe this was an excessive use of force. I do believe that discretion was not used. I do believe that there was a level of nonprofessionalism. Again, I'm going to say it one more time that if someone releases fire, especially in close proximity, they weren't in a in a uh, in a yard. They were in an apartment. And so if you want to defend your sergeant, you want to defend your 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 fellow officer. You return fire directly at the person who who gave fire. Not shoot up the whole place. But I digress on that point. Here's the other thing that I got to say, because I am a husband. I am a father. I am a brother. And and, and man, Brianna could have been my my sister. Brianna could have been my niece. I know I might I might make some people mad when I say this, but I got to say it. You have to be discriminant about who you allow in your space and who you spend your life with. I can't say it no other way. Family, friend, loved one, schoolmate, co-worker, whoever you are, you have to be discriminant. And I, I, I know that might be a tough word to use right now, but I'm going to use it. You have to use wisdom, discernment and discrimination as it relates to who you allow in your personal space, because you don't know what they're always doing. Listen to me, family, whoever you allow in your circle, whoever you allow to be a part of your family, a part of, of your crew, you need to make sure that you have a level of understanding, a level of, of discretion of who they are and what they do, because who they are and what they do could possibly and probably will affect your life positively or negatively. The truth of the matter is, if Jamarcus had never been at, by, near, through Brianna's house, she wouldn't have been a part of this investigation. To my knowledge, to what I have right now. The night of or the morning of the 13th, he was 10 miles away at the trap house. But because there was an acquaintance. She's a law abiding, tax paying citizen. She works as an EMT. You, you, you can't even have that job if you got a marred record or if you got stuff going on. Be, be very careful. 
of who you allow in your circle. I'm not, I'm not, listen to me, family. Nothing justifies this young woman's demise. Nothing. But if you hear my heart as a father, if you hear my heart as a leader, if you hear my heart as a brother, listen, you have to be discriminate about who you allow in your space. I'm not talking about discriminating on the on the basis of race. I'm talking about being discriminate on the on the basis of character. Dr. Martin Luther King said we ought to be judged by the content of our character, not by the color of our skin. And I believe it. Dr. King said, don't 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 judge. You can judge me by my character. Just don't judge me by my skin. And I believe that. And I think that that's what we need to do. I, I wonder if I wonder if my sister, if my cousin would be alive today. If certain individuals weren't in her life. And if the truth be told and if we be honest. We can say, you know what, there are probably some circumstances, situations in our lives or connected to the lives that we know of, that things would have been better, that, that it wasn't even them that was in it, but the people that they were with were in it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I got to let it go. I got to let it go. But my prayer goes out to, to Tamika Palmer, who is the mother of Breonna Taylor. I'm praying for her because that's a mother who's without her daughter tonight. I'm praying for her. I'm praying for her. And and some of y'all may be saying like, this is too heavy, bro. This is too much. And listen, I I feel you. And and this may not be the tone of every episode of this podcast, but we got to lift our voice. If people want to keep killing people in an unjust way. We have to speak up and we have to be the voice for the voiceless. We have to be the ones crying out. I'm going to get out of here. But Dr. Cornell West says justice is what love looks like in public. Justice is what love looks like in public. And so I want to encourage you that as you as you live your life. Don't don't make it a practice of just being just privately, but make it a practice to be just publicly. We're not going to sweep stuff under the carpet. We're not going to sweep stuff under the rug, but we're going to be publicly just people, because if we are people of God, if we are people of love, then we have to seek justice publicly. I know this is a bit heavy, family. Y'all pray for me. Maybe, maybe this is just a time I just need to get this stuff out. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll maybe we'll have some lighter, uh, some lighter topics in the weeks to come. But, but my prayers and my and my my heart goes out to the family of of Brianna Taylor. My prayer goes out to the hearts of all of those who have died unjustly. And so as you go about your day, whatever you do, make sure you get perspective.